The following podcast is a deep, shallow dive production. Okay, let's go. She's going to, you know, basically move ahead of DeSantis. DeSantis will drop out. It'll be her and Trump. And then I think they're going to get Trump out of the mix. And I think it's going to be Nikki Haley. I really, I've thought that this entire time. And I will say, so does Tucker. Interesting. Thankfully, they have a plan. And the plan is Nikki Haley. All right. Happy Monday, everybody. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like channeling the world's most interesting man. You know, when he says like, I normally don't drink beer, but when I do, I drink Dos Equis. I think that's what he says. So I'm normally not right. So when I am right, I like to replay it. <laughs> I like to replay it over for you and just make sure you know I was right. Oh, man. Anyway, just a little joke to start off the Monday. Ron DeSanctimonious, as Trump liked to call him, although he did say he retired that nickname yesterday. That was so stupid. That's kind of the stuff that he does that I just find unnecessary. Again, I mean, I think I've shared, you know, there's a lot of things that Trump does that that I've been supportive of. But man, sometimes the just the nonsense that he says, it's unnecessary. But Ron DeSantis did drop out of the race yesterday. I don't think that was a surprise by any means, but I think it was a surprise that he did it before the New Hampshire caucus. So now it's really just a two-race horse for that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the New Hampshire caucus. Oh my God, this is funny. I went back to listen to that past because for some reason I thought I said something wrong and I did. I said two-race horse. (laughs) (laughs) I am not dyslexic. It is two-horse race. That's funny. Okay, so New Hampshire primary or caucus, which is actually tomorrow, Tuesday, and then the Democrats are doing it as well. So this could be the first win for Trump, win for Biden, setting up that quote-unquote potential rematch, although maybe neither one will partake. I don't know. I don't know. Man, I like pivot every day on what I think is really going to happen with this stuff, but it's not going to be normal. I'll tell you that. Something is going to happen. I don't think it's going to be just a rematch the way that, you know, a lot of the outlets are talking about. All right, what else? Quick little catch up. That was a solid week of NFL football games. So, If you are an NFL fan, I'm sure you enjoyed those on Saturday and Sunday. The Israel-Palestine thing, I'm not going to talk too much about it. All I'm going to say is what is interesting is you are seeing a lot of talk from the United States. And for the first time, I heard it from that knucklehead Rishi Sunak, the prime minister of England, about the two-state solution. I was very surprised. That's the first time I've heard that. And you're hearing that a lot, but then Prime Minister Netanyahu is defiantly not wanting that. So then I did see yesterday some people in Netanyahu's cabinet started saying we need to move towards diplomacy and this war with Hamas is not working. And so 
they called for an election, some type of election. Anyway, I need to look up some more stuff on that. But the point of all that is it does seem that the tide is turning a little. I don't know. Not yet. I don't want to say that yet. But there do, do seem to be some forces aligning against Netanyahu. And like I've said in several episodes, you know, he is a very, very right-wing administration. And so maybe the forces that be are using this opportunity now to remove that right-wing administration of his and him. All right, last thing as far as the current news, which by the way, I do love doing this. I actually like to kind of make sure you're up to date on the things. So I'll try to, again, increase this. But I want to get this on your radar because I think there is a bigger connection with this. But for now, I want to get this on your radar. Anyway, massive, massive protests in Germany now. And this is like in the hundreds of thousands, and they are protesting against a far-right group called the AFD and some type of master deportation plan. Now, I'm going to look into it some more, but I wanted to get that on your radar. Massive protests in Germany. You know, I'm starting to see something develop. And again, more to come on this, but it does go along what I said at the beginning of this year, which talked about this awakening, this awakening of people against really the governments of their various countries. So anyway, more to come on that. Just Germany, put that on your radar. Pay attention if you see that in the news. So now you'll know that that's what's happening over there. So far in January, Japan had an earthquake and 168 people died. Miami had mall aliens. Iran and Beirut were attacked. The release of all the Epstein documents. Air Alaska, the plane door blew off mid-plane. And Air Alaska's answer to that was not, don't worry, we're safe to fly on. Instead, promising to put more gays and more people of ethnic minorities inside of the cockpit. Inside of New York, there was a synagogue full of tunnels underneath it where they were trafficking children. BTC went up, and then Ecuador gangs took over the TV station, and a civil war started against the government. And then South Africa managed to sue Israel at the ICJ, which is a miracle in and of itself, because I don't know why... For a long time, they refused to take that case. But as Matrix cracks, as the Western hegemony over the control of information cracks, now they're going to be held accountable for their crimes. The U.S. and the U.K. bomb Yemen. Russia is now Europe's largest economy. Crypto went down. They're talking about this ETF. I don't know what, what that's going to do. Davos has started. Iran has attacked Iraq. And I, I think it blew up an American embassy. Yeah, next to the American embassy. South Africa has taken the U.S. and the U.K. to court because they're complicit in a genocide against the Palestinian people. And it is the 16th of January. All right. So that was Andrew Tate. If you don't know who that is, very controversial guy. I'm not even going to gonna talk about him. But anyway, that was a pretty interesting segment I saw on an Instagram reel where he kind of recapped. I think I saw it on Friday or, or, or Thursday of last week. But he kind of recapped all the things that have taken place uh, up to date now in the first 16 days of January. And so... It actually, ironically, kind of ended up, I don't know, just putting me in in that mindset a little bit. And I was working on a revision of one of the chapters of the book. And I'm going to read you a part of that because I think it's cool. And then, and then I'm going to kind of build on what he just did with a recap of those 16 days and just recap some of the stories that 
honestly, when you go back and hear them, you're like, oh my God, I forgot about that. Oh my God, I forgot about that. But let me start with this. In 2009, Facebook surpassed MySpace as the most visited social media website. Along with Twitter, they ushered in a new era of social media. And then as the years progressed and they became more a part of our daily lives, they started to have the ability to affect our personal relationships. This is an interesting deep dive that I will tackle on the podcast at some point that explores how social media and its adoption from 2009 to 2016 is what led to the remarkable remarkable victory in the 2016 election for Trump. And then from 2016 to 2020, it is what enabled the unprecedented level of division among people in the United States and globally. Meaning, imagine if there was no Facebook, no Twitter, and no YouTube. Would Trump have still won in 2016? And then again, without Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube from 2016 to 2020, would public discourse have been the same? And would the arguments and fights and the hate have been able to flourish the way that it did without any social media? It was those sites that provided the platform for everything. So if they did not exist... Would that same level of division, arguments, fights, and hate exist? That is a good question, Ray D. the reader. Man, that seriously is a good question. And by the way, another thing. So as part of this book, I really am going to try to get it on Audible because I'm not going to lie. I mean, I am writing a book, but man, I don't really read books myself that much. (laughs) Hey, that's real talk right there. That is real talk. But I do listen to them on Audible, and so I am going to put this thing on Audible, but I think in order to do that, I'm going to literally have to like lock myself in a room and record it, and that's not easy. It's like not easy to like sit there and kind of read like a book while being recorded. For example, even that little clip, I messed up like three times, so I had to come back and come back and redo them. And normally when I'm, I'm kind of at the point for the most part with this podcast where I don't really mess up anymore. I mean, I pretty much just flow. I don't script anything anymore. I just kind of rock and roll and flow. So anyway, that'll be interesting. But I thought that that was an interesting, I guess, question and It is part of the relationships chapter, the personal relationships chapter of the book, which is going to be really good. And it's actually my favorite chapter because it really touches on so many things that I think we're all going to be able to to read and relate to and then hopefully benefit from. But it got me thinking after I was editing that, I was like, you know, let me go back to like, because again, I I do think things have changed even since 2020. You know, I obviously think things changed in 2016 when Trump was elected. I think the country definitely changed its, maybe its mood. I don't know. That's might, might be a good word. It's mood. The, the public discourse got just nastier. I, I don't remember that nastiness prior to that. So anyway, it got me thinking like, 
what else? God, let me see if I can refresh my memory of the stuff that took place in, let's say, 2021, 2022. You know, we did the recap episode of 2023, so I won't harp on that too much. But listen to some of these because, man, it's like, uh, it's like, They'll bring, they'll bring back memories, and those memories were not that long ago, but they seem like they were, you know, so long ago. So let's start in 2021. Obviously, that year started off with the January 6th Capitol riots. I mean, that's pretty crazy. That was three years ago. Then you had Trump getting impeached over the riots. You had the pandemic rush in 2021. You had the meme stock mania, all those uh, GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, that craziness with the stock market, which, by the way, I think is going to happen again. You had, let's see, what else? Tom Brady winning again. Don't want to worry about that. Let me move on. Oh, yeah, NFTs. Man, remember those stupid things? Those, like, digital, digital artwork that, like, got crazy and then everybody was spending all this money on it and literally it went from like something that a guy bought for I think 11 million dollars and now it's worth like 11 cents so that NFT craze that was March 11 2021 that seems like a lifetime ago the Suez Canal remember that evergreen ship that blocked the Suez Canal again deep shallow dive coming on that but the Suez Canal you had Biden's withdrawal of Afghanistan. That was in April 2021. Holy mackerel, that feels like a long time ago. Remember those cyber attacks on like the colonial pipeline that cut off the gas supply in 2021 and then gas prices went crazy? Okay, this one is interesting because I didn't even remember this. January 2nd, 2021, Benjamin Netanyahu out in Israel. Benjamin Netanyahu's rivals agree to form a coalition government that will dislodge Israel's longest serving leader. Outgoing Prime Minister Netanyahu is not happy about that. All right. That's interesting. I didn't even know that. Honestly, I didn't even remember that. I'm going to have to go back and look and see how he then regained power from 2021 to 2023. Oh my God, remember this one? This was June 24th, 2021. That Florida condo that collapsed, like literally that that condominium in Florida that just like half of it just collapsed. And then there was all kinds of talk that it housed a bunch of documents or people, gosh, that's terrible, related to the Jeffrey Epstein stuff because it was in Florida. And so there were... There was a lot of scuttlebutt about how that was taking out key people and key documents relating to Epstein that could incriminate other keyer people. <laughs> more key. Keyer, more key. All right, getting into 2022, February, Russia invades Ukraine. Man, that's coming up on two years and $200 billion. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Holy guacamole. Remember that trial? Okay, March of 2022, the monkeypox outbreak. Wow, that was kind of short-lived, but remember that? Remember monkeypox? And then people were like, oh no, here comes another set of vaccines. But that did not, that did not stick. The monkeypox did not stick. You had in May the Uvalde, Texas school shooting. God, that feels like a long time ago, but that was in May. And then 
the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. That was obviously huge. I also think that's going to be a key talking point in this coming election. And I will say, because that's the kind of guy I am, I'm fair. I've said it before, and I will say it again. I, I will give her her due on this. I do like Nikki Haley's stance on abortion. Even though she's pro-life, she does have a very balanced take on it. And you know what? Just to be fair, because I have a few people that think I pick on her too much, I will go find that. I think she, she proclaimed that in the first debate. So I'll go find that and I'll play it because, again, I do think it's balanced and I do think it's the best take from a politician on abortion. So see, see how mature I am. See how see how grown I am. I'm grown. All right. Let's see. 2022 Queen Elizabeth finally died. That old bag. That was in September. Sorry. Not a fan. Not a fan of the queen. I am not uh, hailing the queen. OK, let's see what else. Oh, man, the hurricanes from that year. Oh, and then the big one, which started, God, I can't even believe this was September 2022, but it was the pro-democracy protests in Iran, the women, life, freedom. Man, that was everywhere. That was everywhere. God. And, you know, it just kind of fizzled out like, like everything does, but I can't even believe that was... September 2022, so we're coming up on, you know, what, 18 months on something uh, on that. That's nuts. The World Cup was that year. Elon Musk buying Twitter. That was 2022. Man, that seems like, uh, actually, that doesn't seem that far away because there's been so much drama with that. It seems like that kind of happened yesterday. But anyway, all right, so I just wanted to kind of do that today because it sort of came to me over the weekend when I was working on that chapter of the book and then the Andrew Tate thing. But the bottom line is, you know, really the power and influence social media and the internet in general, obviously, but, you know, really social media has on us because I think right now, you know, I do go to like CNN.com, USAToday.com, WallStreetJournal.com, NewYorkTimes.com. I go to the specific websites, BBC's website and all that, just to kind of see what's going on. I do that pretty much on a daily and nightly basis. You know, I just kind of skim them. But, you know, think about it. We're getting a lot of us, myself included, we're getting a lot of information or at least snippets of information, maybe not the entire story, but we're getting a lot of that that initial information about topics on the social media sites on you know Instagram through the reels on TikTok for those that are on TikTok maybe maybe that skews a little bit younger you know on YouTube I know a lot of people that really you know use YouTube as their 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 one-stop shop for news and then and then Facebook still you know I I don't think Facebook really delivers or is a place people go for news. But again, like I've said before, the Deep Shallow Dive page on Facebook, definitely, definitely Boomerville there. So, you know, that's interesting. But think about if there was none of that, if there was no social media, if we were back to like 2006, even 2009, when it just wasn't, wasn't as, 
I guess, part of our daily lives. I mean, think about yourself. When you grab your phone, what are you doing? What's the first thing you're looking at? I guarantee you a lot of us, myself included, will start off on Instagram. That's where I start. I mean, I really do. When I open my phone, for the most part, if again, I'm not doing it, I'm not opening looking for some type of specific app or an email or something or a text message. If I want to just like kill some time, first place I go is Instagram. I go on Instagram and then I kind of skim through the profiles. I skim through the stories. I look at some reels. So just imagine what the world would be like and what the consumption of news would be like without any of that stuff. So more to come on that. That's going to be a separate deep dive and maybe more. But anyway, have a great rest of the day or evening. Call a spade a spade. Keep an eye out on Germany and we'll catch up with you tomorrow. This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.